All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 167 for Friday, April 8th, 2022. I'm Steve Wichel in New Orleans. It's Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. What's happening in America? Oh, America and beyond. What's up, everybody? Coming on in, saying, uh, just joining us in the beginning here. Say hello. Let us know where you're from. What's up? And we will say hello back to you. Uh, we're sponsored for this episode again by Bandzoogle. If you need a website for your band or your musical project, then you do. Websites are still the number one way to get yourself out there looking professional. Number one, like Tony just demonstrated. Uh, Bandzoogle.com and use the promo code CoverBandCentral for a free 30-day trial. There's also a link in the description. You can click that. Check out Bandzoogle. They're awesome, and you'll be awesome because you're with them. Ben Zoogle. That's right. Michelle is in Whitman, Arizona. Hello, Michelle. What's up, Michelle? I always like interest. I'm always interested in seeing the first person in the comments where they're from. Whitman, and Arizona. Arizona made it down. first. Leo in Minnesota is back. What's up, Leo? Yeah. St. Cloud. Yes. St. Cloud, Minnesota on a Friday That's night. Up, Episode 167, Steve. 167 episodes we've been doing this for now. Crazy. 67 and I, more and than I still can't. I still can't get my light situation fixed. No, uh, you get Je- working on that. Jeff is in Iowa. Uh, Neville Pritchard in Palm Bay, Florida. And he says, hey. Hey, hey now. Christine's up by you in New York City. Yeah. And so- we got Dennis in the Philippines. Kai in Brazil. Vacationing. And, and then he's he come back, back to Jersey. To, All right. And he comes back to Jersey. Yeah. Love it. Julia's in Nova, Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, Angela in Modesto, Hello. California. Marianne back in yep. Ireland. What's up, Marianne? Marianne's one of the moderators in the group. And Scott is in North Carolina. Love it. All right, so another week of madness for me, and uh, as is every week, every week playing four nights a week in uh, lovely New Orleans. It's it's really like a blessing. It's engagement of life. It is that. Right, that's in Arkansas. It is a blessing. It is uh, sometimes uh, exhausting mentally and physically, but. yeah, get over that. Get a little sleep. You're good to go. Uh, Kai said, hey, man, you've got great hair, but I don't hey, know if he's Kai, talking thanks. about me or you. I think he's probably well, talking about you. Yours is hidden under your hat, so he probably knows you have great hair. It's just undercover right now. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> your hair is, is, a, is a work of art. tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. It's, it's, it's a it's work growing. of art. Is it like that all day? Yeah. All day. And do you have to. to all uh, day, every day. Do you have to go in and, and uh, redo anything to make it stay no. that way? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. One and done, dude. First thing in the morning, really? prop it up and it stays all day. Is it Elmer's or Super? I'm going to get some sponsors use? for hair product, okay, for next uh, next next week's podcast. Episode 168, we'll talk about hair product. How's and what, what brand of glue do you use to keep it? <laughs> well, I'm not being endorsed yet to talk about it, but I guess I, I want to. It's, it, it's called Got to Be Glued. <laughs> by Schwarzkopf hair products. Is and that what it's like, called for real? Yeah, yeah, for real. Got to be glued. It's like, a, 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 you just need a little tiny bit and you just rub it in there and you go in there like that and then you kind of just adjust it and then it dries and you give a little quick hairspray and a hair dryer to set it. You're, you're good for, you know, 24 hours at least, man. I want to see what it looks like without yeah. it. Yeah. Without, with, without, the, without any of it in and with it just flat. I want to see what your hair looks oh, like. Oh, it's long. It's like down to here. It's Is like, it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is a rock star look. Uh, Tammy loves it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Teresa's in Mobile, Alabama. Amanda's in South Texas. Howdy. And Christina said she's Jersey girl born and bred. Nice. Me too, except I'm not a Jersey girl. I'm yeah. a Jersey. Jersey, Jersey fella. Guy. Jersey, Jersey fella. Um, so I'm going to take a sip of wine here. Sorry, man. Jersey guys, <laughs> Jersey gals. Jersey's the place to be. Sure is. Um, right now, at least, anyway. Tonight. So, uh, yeah, busy week. Uh, started Monday with the last final four game, 
was here in New Orleans, which yeah. is the NCAA basketball tournament, the end of March Madness. And uh, the game was uh, uh, UNC, which is North Carolina, and Kansas, number one ranked. And uh, Wichita, and good timing, Jamie, checking in from Wichita. Yeah, Kansas. And uh, so a lot of people in town, obviously, for Final Four. But, and- Steve, let me ask you a question. Did Kansas just get the win or not? I don't know what you're saying there. Oh, like dust in the wind? Come on, man. Thank you, Jerry over here. He's all over, man. He's like, dude, come on. You know, he's a new new guy, too. Jerry, he's here for Jerry. (sighs) Jerry. This is uh, probably the best advice you can give anybody. um, uh, And appropriate for the Wisdom Hour, B. B-E. Just B. I think he was probably trying to type Let it be. Uh, Ryan's in Hawaii. I'd love to be in Hawaii there too, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, do you play? Do you play a lot in Hawaii? Are there gigs there? Because I want to move there and play uh, in Hawaii. Adams in San Antonio. Tammy's in Newark, Ohio. Um, so yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of people in town. But the game started at eight twenty our time, um, and we start at seven fifteen. So when we started, it was like a ghost town because mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the people that were in town uh, were there for the game. So right. we did have some people in the room, but it was it was very slow uh, for the beginning of the night. And then uh, Ryan said he plays every weekend on the Big Island in Hawaii. Wow, I got to come out there, it? Ryan. Yeah, six six years running with the same band. I like it. I got to come out there and and check it out. I really want to go to Hawaii like yesterday, or Perth, Western Australia. I think music is so universal, Steve. You could probably find a gig anywhere. I think so, too. Especially since uh, uh, we have this cover band central thing. That might help a little bit. Yes, it might help. Um, So, so yeah, slow night at first Monday, and then we didn't know. we, We don't do the same amount of sets every night. We do, for those of you who don't know, I play on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. We do uh, a certain amount of sets, and a set is considered 45 minutes. But we will sometimes play several sets in a row, two sets or three sets in a row, sometimes even four. Um, so we didn't yeah, know how many sets. Is there a typical were. standard amount of sets you'll play? Like is no. three the average, or it could be two, it could be no. five? It just depends? It depends on how many people are in town, or how many people are coming in the bar and spending money. That's really it. Okay, so like on a good night when people are there from when you start, how how many sets will you could you put, potentially play? Like, could you play seventeen sets to like no, sunrise? No, no, oh. no. I mean, I guess we could, but I mean, physically that would be very difficult. And well, for, I, you know, the guys in the band that aren't drummers, of course, who are just the yes. mere mortals assisting. Mm-hmm. And by you know by two three o'clock in the morning, it you know it dies down. People go to their hotels or they go home or whatever. So, so you may play from like seven o'clock your time till 3 a.m. Potentially. Uh, it's, it's extremely rare to play that late, okay. but, but we will play almost always. We get at least five sets. Um, the average is, is generally about five or six sets. That's generally what we do. Seven is pushing it. Hmm. Seven is a lot. Um, last night we only did four, but there weren't a lot of people around. So, and Jason was injured. Jason, our drummer in the band who it's his birthday today, he got injured. It's, uh, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jason. It was, uh, we we were done playing and there are, um, some homeless people that hang out around bourbon street. And some of them are, uh, this sort of group of people sort of, uh, uh, I forget what the name is. It's it's a sort of a demeaning name, but that people call them. But they're they're a group of people. They dress all sort of the same. They're dirty and they're and so this guy was outside and he was starting shit with um, the the manager and ended up like grabbing him and wrestling him, and taking him down, and it was all, all sorts of scuffling. And then Jason got involved, and I actually saw this on video last night. Uh, this happened. 
uh, Wednesday night, but I saw the video of it last night. And Jason was being cool, and he was telling this guy, he's like, you know, calm down. He's trying to bring him to the side, and he's like, calm down. And the guy was upset that he had lost his weed. And he's like, I want my weed back. <laughs> hey, dude, like, you know, that's, a, that's a valid concern. Maybe he's, you know. The homeless guy, well, I, I think he was thinking, like, somebody took it or whatever. But he's, like, you know, getting all upset about his weed. And, and Jason was calming him down. It's like, we'll find your weed, man. And I could see him in the video. He's, like, patting him on the back. And then the guy starts walking away and then he picks up a bottle, a beer bottle and go, goes right for Jason and just whacks him right in the, in the back and the shoulder um, as hard as he could. I mean, there was an impression on Jason's back 24 hours later where you could see like the little ridges on the bottom of a bottle yeah, yeah. where you could see it on his skin. Wow. So, uh, so playing last night, he was hurting, you know, he's, he's playing, it was his left shoulder and he's like, or no, yeah, it was his left shoulder. So yeah. he's trying. He's like, he's like, I could barely lift my arm to hit the symbol. And uh, you know, God bless him. He was he was trying. So he got through the night. But <laughs> hey, but the show must go on, dude. Fortunately, it was it was a slow night, and we only really needed to do four sets. So, um, so that worked out well for him because he didn't want to play any more than that. Um, and, and where's the law enforcement uh, personnel while this? They this were not going on and bottles are being things and bags of weed are being lost. They were not present. Hmm. I don't know. They're scattered about law enforcement. It's 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 weird because I and I mentioned this the other night, Monday night, the night of the the, the last game, right by our club. It's a corner, it's the corner of Bourbon Street and St. Peter. And there was like a barricade, and there were 10, I counted, 10 state troopers just standing there and like some of them were texting on their phone or looking at Facebook and so there was one that was on their phone and I was like why are they all just standing right there and they were there for a while at least a half hour at least until we started playing they were just standing there and so I don't know it, it's I don't maybe, know why maybe they're waiting the band for the band to go on mm, no I think that's unlikely hmm. okay. I don't think they really care um Hey, you never know, man. Law you know, law enforcement can be fans of music too, Steve. That's true. Uh, but as far as where they were when that altercation happened, no you clue. Know, they weren't it around. Just happens to be that the police and law enforcement come to your residence when you're having band practice and your neighbors complain. But other than that, <laughs> they probably enjoy music themselves. They just don't like it when they have to be called and to put it to a stop to it. You know? Right. So big bummer. Anyway, so yeah, so that night, but that night, Monday night, that when the, all those cops were there. It started slow and we did two, I think, and broke. And then I think we did, a, did another two and broke and then came back up and we did another double. So we ended up doing six sets. And by that end of by that last two sets, it was jam packed. The game was over. Yeah. And, and people, it was it was wall to wall people. Um, so it, it's interesting the dynamic, how it changes during the course of the night. And that's pretty typical here on Bourbon Street, but um so that was, yeah, you that know, was it's, it's always been hit or miss, like you said, up up and down. You know, it could be ghost town, and and then fifteen minutes later, it's you know standing room only. Yes, just the way, just the nature of the, how it works down there. So that was the beginning of my week. Uh, let me just, uh, yeah, Steven said like it's a marathon for sure. He knows the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Adam says lately standard is three one hour sets with two thirty minute breaks. That's a standard kind of club bar gig. Mm-hmm way to go about yeah um leo says usually eight to midnight or 1 a.m with two 20 minute breaks um uh da, da, da. all right so and then so then uh i think tuesday tuesday was uh uh a good night and then i mean i have a lot to say about this and i kind of picked a topic based on stuff but uh wednesday i just want to say that was slow early and then this this pack of it was probably probably about one set into the night and then this pack of people that looked they were all wearing like purple um jackets or shirts or whatever and it, some of them had the white sort of frilly shirt in in there were they part the of the homeless gang that was beaten up on jason no oh. and they, a lot of them were carrying um plastic uh like blow up guitars you know those plastic ones <laughs> yeah that, yeah uh -huh. and a lot of them had black 
curly afro type of wigs on so it, they all looked like they were dressed like prince basically so I, I i we were playing a song i saw him walk in this was wednesday night and we had a, a guy subbing with us that night uh he was subbing on guitar but for that song in particular he was playing drums and jason was taking a break and uh i i as soon as I saw it, I mean, it was like 20, 25 people. Just like it, the room was 25 Prince clones all of a sudden filled the room. All, all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere. They just all walked in the room. And Did they're all like, a picture? Up. You got a video? I didn't. I didn't get anything. I, I hope somebody else have did. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they get up to the bar and they're whatever we were playing. They're dancing. They're singing. They're all they're all psyched. So I lean into to Adam because the other singer I knew wouldn't know it, but I leaned into Adam. He's playing Jones. I said, "Do you know Purple Rain on, on vocals?" And he goes, "Yeah." So because I knew immediately, all right, we got to do a Prince song, you know, yeah, right. these people. So when that song ended, I got on the mic. I was like, "I'm going to take a while, guys. Here, guys, uh, you guys are fans of Prince," and they all kind of cheered. And then they said they were the company. They said we're the Purple People, and they with some company where there was some purple thing so they all decided to dress like that okay um and then from then on they stayed all night they stayed through our break and then when we came back they stayed they camped the out yeah they, they stayed for the rest of the night nice home base uh, but but then that started a whole thing where people were coming in and again jam-packed all night on wednesday night mm. So, um, but yeah, like Adam says, purple rain always kills. So we did it. And then we ended up doing it later again, because somebody requested it, a paid request for it. Um, so that was, and, that and was, was the Prince gang still there when you did it again? Oh yeah. Huh. And they don't know any difference. They're drunk. They're like, you know, Hey, purple rain. They, you know, ask half of them. They would say, oh yeah, you didn't play it before. What, what are you trying to read there? A comment? Right. Yeah. It says, uh, Ryan. Tanner says his ukulele player oh. will be in New Orleans end of the month. He wants to know when, when and where you're playing so he can come check you out. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Let me put that up on the screen there. Sorry, I missed that, Ryan. Um, I play at a club called Crazy Corner at 640 Bourbon Street. And I play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights starting at 715. So, uh, yeah, definitely check. tell him to check us out. Uh, I don't know if he'll come and play ukulele with us, but um, you never know. Do you guys do like tiptoe through the tulips or any type of ukulele covers like that? You know, no, but I'll learn it. Okay, I'll tell all the guys to learn it just in yeah. case. It's, it's got a pretty coming. intricate drum part, so Jason may have to work on it for Sounds a little sweet. bit of time. But he says there for the month, so he's got a couple of weeks to figure it out. Uh, uh, at New Orleans, end of the month for a week. No, he's there for a week, yeah, but end of the month, so I'm saying he's got time to. Learn. Oh, I see. Oh, they do country music. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay, I didn't know this. Christine gave a little factoid here. said, purple is the color to represent the all of the branches of the military. April is the month of the military child. The color is also purple. Did hmm. not know that. Learn something new every day. How about that? See that? But they were definitely dressed like Prince. So that, you know, maybe they just decided because they're purple they should be like prince there are no coincidences steve that's true but uh but that was uh that was really cool that was fun a whole bar full of princes man love it you know congas go well with ukulele congas congas c-o-n-g-a he meant congas yeah congas is that what he meant maybe that's a different way to spell it conga could be i don't know Kawakunga. Um, Kunga, Steve. Kunga. So last week, uh, our singer Ross, uh, on I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, I don't remember which day, but he had to go to the emergency room. He was experiencing chest pains, and then he was out for the remainder of the week, and then uh, came back this week, and he's okay. He, he had a, they just said high blood pressure. There was nothing else they found wrong with him, so that was good. He was not accosted by the homeless gang. No, thank okay. God it wasn't. Um, they, they knocked him, like kick, kicked, him in, kicked, him in, kicked him in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but he was out. He, he didn't do uh, Wednesday or Thursday with us this week. He just did Monday and Tuesday. So mm -hmm. we didn't. We needed to get somebody to sub. 
because we only had like a four piece with one singer and because it's a long night we need more than one singer i do sing some songs the guitar player sings some songs but you still want to have like two really like good lead singers or at okay. least or at least a bunch of people that can sing so you can kind of divvy up the yeah, you can the rotate work. yeah so we got uh, our friend adam who um is a keyboard player uh primarily but plays guitar very well um he could play bass very well and he could sing very well so he came in uh wednesday that was the purple people night and uh did a killer job and it's great having, and I said it there that night, it's great having a utility guy in the band, somebody that knows multiple multiple instruments. Mm. And especially uh, for long nights for us where somebody needs a pee break. Um, so He can jump on a different instrument, sure. Right. So that's why he was playing drums when the Purple People walked in. And um, and he, you know, he jumped on bass for me once one song when I had to go pee or whatever. Um, and, and then the guitar, the other guitar player can take a break cause he's playing guitar. Um, so I was, I picked this topic today. Steven said he wishes he was in town. He would have done it for sure. Um, about subs and about fill-ins. And I asked the question in, in the, uh, in the, uh, description here about how often, like, what do you do if you need a sub all of a sudden? or somebody to fill in like at last minute, do you have a list of people that you would go to um, and, and asked about like, do you work as a sub yourself now? And we can go back. We've told this before too, but we can go back to our history where I met you mm -hmm. as uh, because I was subbing for your band at the time, which was uh, back in 2004 or five, somewhere around there. Yeah. And, uh, and then ended up playing with your band with the band all the time for a while. And uh, so I've worked as a sub for a long time, you know, even, you know, well prior to that, I was still working as a sub for a lot of bands. And, uh, you know, I still do it to this day. I still get calls for it to this day. And it has really helped me in my career get work. And, uh, you know, if I, if I have a night off, get a, just a fill-in gig here or there. Um, and I, I wonder how, I know it's it's kind of, it, the nature of this place, Bourbon Street, where we play so often, it happens all the time where people need a sub or where people work as a sub. But I, I want, I'm curious to know how often that happens with other bands in other places. Um, do, do you, like, for instance, does your band have, like, would you just cancel a gig if somebody couldn't make it or would you have somebody that you could call? Traditionally in the past, I think, before, you know, when, right around the time I joined the band, they had one or two other backup guys, you know. So if they had a problem where the drummer couldn't make it, they had an, another drummer they can go to. Or they, you know, they, they have a pretty good network of people where they could solicit a sub if they needed it. Okay. But now, two years later, everyone sings in the band. Everyone, you know, it, it's more of a unit. It's a show now. So in that instance, it would not be feasible for them to get a substitute drummer, we'll say, just to fill in because it wouldn't it wouldn't be. How can I explain it? They, you're not stepping into a situation where like Bourbon Street, right? You're everyone knows the same songs and it was like the, our band does a, a lot of eclectic B-side type of songs. So not right. everyone's going to know the songs, A, to, to do it. And then we have segues. And like I said, it's more of a show. So right. for someone to learn all of that, like on the fly, just to be ready to, to be able to be called as a sub if we needed one is not very likely. So mm. currently, as we are now, correct. If someone can't make the gig, we would cancel the gig. We wouldn't get a right. sub. Okay. You know? And even traditionally in the past, except for the time I sub with you, you know, we had a couple of substitute guys, but it's the same situation. I've always been in bands, at least up in this neck of the woods, you know, where I, like you, you've done, I've subbed with the elevators or uh, I was gonna say elevators, that, that yeah. we know. Yeah, sure. You know, Ed Gunderman and friends. I mean, there's plenty of bands that, and friends of mine, people I know that will call me, but nine times out of 10, I'm gigging when they ask me to sub. Right. You know, so I don't get the opportunity. Um, right. as much, but there was a stretch there where like Chuck needed a drummer for elevators and I probably did 10 gigs with him, you know, right. while I was in my regular band until he found a, a steady guy. 
a steady right. gal in that case, you know. Right. But yeah, so it's not so, you know, at least not in this. I think more so maybe in some of the circles that Kel runs in now, you know, play with Mr. Lovejoy and all those guys, they kind of rotate because they do like duos, trios, full bands. They mix it up, you know, just, again, utility guys that can play multiple instruments. So they might, you know, do a duo where the singer's playing drums and singing and, and, and the keyboard player is doing it or the drummer's singing and the guitar player's playing with them, you know, or Kel's subbing for one of their other friend's bands. Right. But it's not as prevalent, I don't think, at least, you know, from my knowledge, what I see up here, as it is down in Bourbon Street. It almost seems like down by you, it's a given thing where if you're a musician and you're on, you know, the scene, you have a network of, you know, 50 people that would know your name that, you know, would call you potentially at any given time. Because right. remember, you guys are playing a lot more often. You're playing four or five times a week sometimes, you know. We're playing once or twice a week, max. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a call last weekend or a text last Friday to ask if I would play a wedding on Saturday night. And I turned it down mm. um, only because I had so much other work to do, like cover band central stuff. And I was really looking forward to just doing that work. And then I got that text. I'm like, ah, and uh, so I, I, I turned it down. And then I got asked uh, a couple of days ago if I would play tonight, Friday and Saturday out Florabama, which is the like the border of Florida and Alabama, mm -hmm. with with a southern rock band, and the pay was pretty good, um, but I turned that down too because I like I, I just I'm busy with other stuff. So, well, that's just it. You, you know, you could be playing seven days a week if you really wanted to, but then you get uh, nothing else done. Yeah, so it's a good problem to have. But working, being available to be a sub, is um, is it really? enhances your whole career and, and your, your potential of getting work. And then quite often you'll sub with somebody and you'll get hired for the band, like happened with, you know, outskirts. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's happened to me more than, more than once. So, and I think the type of instrument you play matters. I think being a bass player, it's a little bit easier to be a sub. Um, uh, Cause a lot of, obviously you need to know a lot of songs too. That's, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot and i know a lot a lot of songs but it's also kind of easier to pick up on songs that you don't know if you're familiar with it as a bass player maybe as a drummer too you know because if you're just hitting two and four at least you're not you know train wrecking the band yeah but, no for sure but you can always tell if a guy's faking it or if he really knows the tune, <laughs> yeah, you know, right, right. from a drummer's perspective right right and, and the real pros are the guys that can fake it that don't know the song but you think that they do right you know, or they know enough of it where they could seem like they, they've really got it nailed down, you know, right, but sometimes right. they just don't, you know, there's certain key parts of some songs where if they don't know the song and someone's not cueing them, they're going to miss it mm. for sure. Um, so Marianne said she has a list of go-to subs for guitar and drums. They're all part of our rock and roll family. Mm -hmm. And that's like you alluded to with Bourbon Street, the musicians around here. It's a big kind of family down here. Um, yeah, you got a big network, you know, and, and like you said, as being a sub, you grow your network and you're going to be guaranteed to get work. So it only right. benefits you to be, if you can, to be a sub, you know. Right. But as Liam <laughs> pointed out, it's hard enough to get committed member committed members for your regular band, you know, so that, you know, everybody has a different experience with this. Um, well, that's the challenge, Steve. You know, when you find the magic, like I find, I, I feel like finally in the band I'm playing in right now is I'm experiencing a chemistry and a magic that I haven't experienced in like maybe two or three bands ago, you know? So it's very exciting. Yeah. See, like, like Bernard's saying, it's all about chemistry. So when you find those people that you can make music with that, that are all vibrating at the same frequency, you know, emotionally, intellectually, everyone's on the same wavelength, everyone gels, you know, and after a bunch of gigs, you're, you know, it, it's, it's really feels good. It, that's hard. Like I said, once you find that it's it, a, it's not so easy to have a sub, right? Because it, it's not like you're just, a, you know, playing a bunch of, 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 you know, a ton of different songs, like out of your repertoire of hundreds, right? It, it might be right. a show of like the same 30 or 40 songs that you rotate, you know, depending on the club. But, you know, like I said, I, I will say that it, it definitely is, you know, it's a blessing to find people to play with that you click with. That is, you know, the chemistry works and once you have that, you know, people have to appreciate that because it doesn't come around all that often. And we've spoken about that, you know, like when you and I met and played, we had instant chemistry, you know, right. we, we locked immediately. Like we had been playing together for years. Right. 
And yeah, when I go in, and I think this is an important part of the discussion, if you are a sub, um, when I go into a situation where I'm subbing, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best job I can so that the rest of the band can do the job that they would normally do. So, right, right. you know, and it's a little easier as a bass player. I can kind of just sit back and observe and, um, you know, not not rock the boat too much. Just And I wanted to su support, you know, wh whatever the band has already established. Um, so I, I do it often. I mean, I'm doing this gig in Tunica once a month now, uh, a casino gig. It's three nights and I'm doing the, this coming week. I'm going back up and it's with a band I played with five years ago. Um, and they're more of a wedding corporate band. Um, but this is kind of a sub gig for me because I'm not the regular bass player. Uh, you right. know, I just, I just do this one gig. Um, it's a little more than a sub gig, I guess, because I was in the band for a little while and, you know, I know them well, but it still is really kind of a sub gig. It's, you know, you know I think it's like you said too, it's may maybe it's easier to sub on bass than it would be like on drums. Because the guys in the band have said that to me, like when they did have to get subs when I wasn't there, it's stressful for them. You know what I mean? Because maybe the tempos are different or the guys feels different. You know what I mean? It's not your regular gig where they're excited to show up, plug in and let's go play a show. Right. They got to show up, plug in. And it's like, you know, is the guy going to know the breaks? Is he going to know the stops? Is it going to, you know, oh, he doesn't sing background. He doesn't sing. So that means we can't do these seven or eight songs and he doesn't sing any background. So we'll have to figure out something. These songs will sound empty. You know, it's just a different vibe to go through and that's why i guess like you said we just would cancel the gig because you know again we're only playing twice a month three times a month maybe and that's all we want to play so right. we're actually turning down gigs you know or moving gigs around for better paying gigs and trying to push them to other parts of the calendar that are less busy you know right. like i said i probably got 26 or 27 gigs on the books that's awesome you know um, so yeah it's been good so bernard said when i sub which is harley it's about the band and their crowd I try to make the band sound as good as possible, which is kind of yeah, like what I was saying job. before. Absolutely. He said, I, I support solo acoustic artists. It's about making them sound as great as possible. As possible. It's not about me. And he looks like he's a guitar player. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rachel said, I love subbing. I also always make sure I know the material. Super important. And that's something that I always worked on a lot. If I had a sub gig, I would prepare. If I had time to prepare, I would prepare as much as possible. Know the, know the songs. Learn the songs that I needed to learn. And uh, make sure I went in prepared. Yeah, and that's going to ensure that you're the first call guy next time they need a sub. If you're known as the unprepared guy all the time, your phone's probably not going to be ringing. Or anymore. even once. That's what I once. mean. It only takes yeah. once or twice, and then the word travels pretty quickly that, hey, that guy's not good. Yeah. You know? That yeah. George guy, man, he's got to watch out for him. He's not he's not reliable at all. Right. George was know. late. He was late today, so I'm just giving a little bust. Hmm, curious. Yeah. George. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes, indeed. Are you curious, George? Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. Okay. He's quiet, though. He's very quiet. They're all quiet. We're on air, Steve. Come on. Oh, that's right. Very professional over Train. here. Very professional that's, uh, at Tony B headquarters. That's, that's world headquarters, man. My crew is second to none. Right. Bar none. Okay. Where are you today? Tony, the one and only. Yes. As I was last week, because I didn't get a chance to change it. But ah, I'll come up with something nice. good for next week. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay. TB. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, the yeah, the culture here in New Orleans, definitely there's a lot of subbing going on. Uh, but I, I'm really happy that I did it early because that kind of weaned me into this lifestyle here. Um, but it, it is really almost a weekly thing where we have to s get a sub for our band. And generally, like you said, because we know each other, it's not, it's somebody we're familiar with that we know is going to come in and do a good job. Who you've probably played Definitely. with before, you know, yes. also. So. Most of the time. But there are times when there's somebody new that comes around or somebody new that I, I've never worked with before. Um, it does happen. And uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, it happens really kind of on all, le all levels because I was thinking about our friend Steve Brown, who was a guitar player from Trickster, mm -hmm. uh, which was an 80s, late 80s, early 90s band. And they, they had some success. And uh, he, he's just a, a diehard worker. He's always out there. And I worked with him 
um, in a cover band too. And I was basically a sub in that cover band because I was never really in the band. He would just call me once in a while. Hey, can you do Friday night? Um, and, and I would. So I played with him a lot and with Sugar Belly too. Actually with Sugar yeah. Belly before them. Sugar Belly, I was a sub too. Um, and that's kind of what started that whole thing off for me was because I, I went out one night. I was working at Guitar Center and at, after the show we or after work, we went to across the street. There was this place on 46 and Sugar Belly was playing and we we drank. We got hammered. And then I, I kind of knew PJ and I kind of knew Steve. Um, but I got up and uh, PJ had me get up and play a song. And uh, this girl, Annie, was the drummer. Yeah, I think I think uh, trying to remember who was singing back then. Was PJ the guy we were supposed to play with Noosh? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. That was PJ Zitarosa. Different PJ. Yeah, PJ Farley from Trickster. Gotcha. Um, so I got up and I, I I I played a song and then and and I was hammered, but I still played it well somehow. And then the drummer said to PJ, "I guess I, we found your new sub." There you go. He said it right there out loud. And sure enough, that's what happened. I got called for, for gigs for that band to sub. And because PJ was getting tours and he was out a lot. So I ended up subbing in that band for Big Orange Cone. I was I was subbing. Um and that got me kind of in that whole the A-list Jersey circuit, mm. and which which really helped me out tremendously. Um and it gave me a lot of confidence in doing that and you know, stepping into a, a situation. Um, but Steve Brown played with Def Leppard for a little while because right. Vivian Campbell was having, uh, cancer issues mm -hmm. and that's, he subbed, he went in and subbed for Vivian Campbell within Def Leppard. Yeah. Hey dude, a sub is a sub, whether it's in a garage <laughs> right. band, a working cover band on Bourbon street, you know, right. or a professional band. I mean, you know, they were just talking about that today. I saw an article that was mentioning about, uh, you know, is this the end of the foo or are they going to try to find somebody to sub for a little <laughs> while? I know nine inch nails is, 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 and chili peppers have taken some gigs that, that, that foo was headlining. Chili peppers took the jazz fest. Yeah. Jazz spot. fest gig. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just found yeah, out about that. I think yeah. Nine Inch Nails took two other gigs, uh, one in Boston and, and one somewhere else. I forget where, but right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So you're subbing on an entire band level too, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know. So it's, it, listen, it's all who you know and right. It's all networking and all these guys know each other and it's just a different level, you know. Yeah, but then all the way down, like Tom says, if a solo artist can sub at any time and save the day, you know, why not give them more gigs? Right. Absolutely. So down to that. And Tom said it's also good just to have fun with it. Absolutely. If you go in as a sub and you you do a good job and you have fun, home run. You know, you're going to get yourself some work. You're going to get, people are going to talk about you. It's all about the fun and the energy. You know, you definitely have to come out and bring it. This, you know, whether you're a sub or you're playing in the band, because that makes or breaks the gig. You know, if you don't want to be there or you're not bringing your A game, it's going to show. Right. 100%, you know, and, yeah. and you're going to feel it more than anything, right? Like I said, it's like knowing a song like the back of your hand, you're going to play it different than a song that you maybe don't know as well. It might be a little tentative, you know? Agreed. And I, I feel that's why it's really good to know a lot of songs and to keep a running list of songs that you know, like in a Word document, alphabetical, maybe by genre, even uh, keep a list of songs that you know. If you're going to be a sub, especially if you're a singer and and it, it blows my mind how many singers that I've worked with. And I ask them, do you have a list of songs, you know? No, I don't have a list. No, don't yeah. And on top of the list, have a set list that you can listen to. Right. This way you keep them fresh in your, your mind because you may not, you know, you might know a thousand songs. Right. But you're yeah. definitely not playing a thousand songs, you know, over the course of a year. Is going to be. Probably, you mean like a, a like a master song list, right? Yeah, like if you said, you know, I, I probably know five hundred songs that I could play if you asked me, right? If we sat here and started making a list, I probably know five hundred songs, right? You probably know more than that. Oh, but yeah. I'm saying it reached a point where, you know, maybe song four hundred and seventy-two you haven't played in three or four years. You know, so you, you have to also examine the relevancy of your song list too, right? If there's songs you know, but nobody's playing them anymore, you know. 
Right. I mean, at least for me, like I don't typically forget songs once I learn them. So, right. uh, you know, it, it's I rarely have to go back and re-listen to it if I've played the song. But right. if I haven't played the song in 10 years, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to sit down and play it exactly right. the same as I did when I used to do it every night. Right. But it helps to just have that list written down. I love lists. It makes me I'm a very organized person and it makes me, you know, might be able to focus easier. Anytime I've been in a band where there was a set list or song list and I had a either hard copy or digital copy, I've kept it. I have a file for it. I have a whole file for, you know, going back 20 years of list of more than 20 years of bands, song lists. And, uh, and any, anybody that I had that subbed when I was running a band, especially here, I had a band called St. Rock and I was the band leader. So anybody that subbed for me, any singers, I have their song list and I still have it. I have it in a file and it, it helps because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, and one of the guys that would sub and is, is playing with us now. So I'm actually using that list from whenever that was four or five years ago, more than that, six years ago. Yeah. About six, six years ago. I was in that band. Um, so. Cause you're a list man writing down everything he can. Adam said, I got into the country genre by subbing. Mm. And that's good money. He looks like a drummer there. Yeah. We don't drum. see him, but we see Money, drums. you see green drums. I like that. Um, Dave said, combine your lists and wing it. Sure. Um, Fabio said, I, I somehow turned out to be the problem solver for many bands in town. There you go. It's good. Nice to see that. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Okay, you guys no. do any winger? No. Do you know any winger? Um, I could get through 17 if I absolutely had to, but it's not. But winger isn't like everybody kind of cuts on winger, but they're great musicians. <coughs> you know, Excuse Rod Morgenstein. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. And Kip Wingers, you know, he's, he's a brilliant songwriter. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, at Red Beach, Rod, Mor Rod Morgenstein, killer musicians. So yeah, it's not, band. you know, it's actually not as easy as you might think to, to know a winger song. Even seventeen is is. Competent musicians that are playing the song for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a fan actually. And he said, uh, Steven said, "Down Incognito is an amazing song." I don't know that one. Um, but yeah, Kip Winger does a lot of stuff, man. He's not just uh, you know his uh, his claim to fame isn't just his band Winger. You know, he's done a ton of other stuff. There's a song off the second album called Under One Condition. That's one of my favorite winger songs. Mm. Um, and then there's... Uh, Does he ex explain what that one condition is? Kind of. Okay. It's good to you know, know. You know? You'll have to listen to the song. I guess so. Google it. I'll get George. Uh, I'll get Curious George. You could look it up. I guess. Dave, said, I, Dave said, I was the only person in the band who knew Easy Come, Easy Go. Unfortunately, the rest of the band were fans. <laughs> easy come, easy goes from the second album. Yeah, I, I think it's from the second album. Yeah, uh, that's a cool song too. I don't really hear Winger much ever. No, me neither. You know, headed for a heartbreak. That's the other one. What a great right. song that is. Yeah. The solo at the end. It's just like kind of improvising sounding, but Red Beach is just yep. riffing and like, ah, oh, awesome man. I love that song. Good stuff. Have any striper? You do any striper? No. The Bobby Sherman song. We did get a request this week for Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. And we didn't play the whole song. We played the, <laughs> the first two verses. <laughs> or or the, the first verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And that was it. And we ended it. There. And did the guy take back half his tip? No, no. He was happy. Okay. Because we were like, we're, we were like, we're not sure. And they were like, and we said, we'll try a little bit. It was a girl actually requested Iron Maiden. We did that when I had a gig. A buddy of ours came out to see the band, like make a spectacle, like stood up and he's like, "I want to hear like Squeeze Box by the Who." Ooh, and we're like, "Okay." So, well, I'm like, "I I know it, you know." And then a couple of other guys in the band knew it, and we ended up doing it. And nice. I I don't know if you you might have even been in the band, Steve. It was either you or Zach. It was like back around those times. I could play Squeezebox. Yeah, on so bass. you you, you might have been there when we did it. I know Squeezebox. 
Okay. I'm a big fan of the Who. I, in fact, I'll be going to see the Who at Jazz Fest in a couple weeks. Yeah. They're playing on the. It might uh, be their uh, last tour. I, I've rumor has it. You know they've been doing a last tour for. Yeah, but they're saying thirty really years now. Like they, they're, they're, Pete Townsend was saying that he's he's this maybe the forty last years. Tour. Yeah. My first ever concert was the Who in 1982 for their farewell tour. Forty <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So, so Kenny uh, Jones on drums. Kenny Jones on drums. Yeah. So I, you know, last tour. I don't believe it. I'll only believe it when Peter Roger dies. And they're all, uh, Roger's like eighty. Well, he said he would keep touring nonstop, but uh, you know, Pete Townsend said he doesn't want to die on the road. That's admirable. Adam yeah. said, "Run to the hills." Drumming is like Everlong on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Nick a lot of sixteenth uh, notes. Oh yeah. Everlong is yeah. We play that now too. I sing it sometimes. That's a great tune. Goes over it's so good now, and we started playing uh, Mr. Brightside, which you know Another everybody's been playing. Everybody's been playing forever, but yeah, all you have to do is start it, and then the crowd. If there's a crowd in there, they sing it. Oh they yeah, sing the no, whole no doubt. Song. No doubt. Yeah. Um, we we and played. there was actually remember that show on TV. It was called like I think it was Rockstar, and like. Yes. In excess did one where they were looking for the yes. new sing right and, and there, there was the, they had the house band yeah and i forget what episode it was but they did bright side for whoever the artist was that was singing for that song you know uh-huh. and dude the band was killing it and the drummer totally overplayed the part like he played his own part to it and that was the part that i stole that i played when we used to do it oh the okay. guy did fantastic fills and uh, i mean just great he just had great ideas. You know, he's totally improvising on the song, but it was killer. Great tune. It is killer. So I'm going to go. Um, I basically have somebody subbing for me tonight because I was mm. asked to play a benefit tonight. Right. And I said, yep. well, I got I got to do a podcast. Um, Episode 168 is not going to get done by itself by, you know, 167. I know I'm talking about next week. No, I'm talking about tonight. But I'm I was saying asked, next week I'm not going to be here. Oh, you're not going to be here. No, not next Friday. I have a gig. Oh, oh. all so, right. So if we, if you wouldn't have, if your dedication to tonight wouldn't have happened, we would have missed two weeks in a row. I see. And that I would see. have been that would have been very sad. Right. Yes. Maybe I'll get somebody to sub for you. <laughs> hey. Jerry, you want to sub next week? Who wants to sub for Tony next I'll, week? I'll, Let I'll, me get, know. I'll get someone from my crew. We'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll put it together. Let's see. Send an email to steve at coverbandcentral.com. <laughs> yeah. If you want to yes. sub for Tony. Yeah, if you want to be a special guest in my place, let's do yes. it. Then I can FaceTime you from the gig and you can have me on as a guest. There we go. See? Live now that's using your noggin. I like it. All right. Yeah. See yes. Let me know. I'll get somebody to that sub. That was Junior's you. idea, not mine. Good, good, good thinking, Junior. Um, but uh, so somebody, something for me, it's a benefit show for Jason. It's like I said, Jason, my drummer's birthday and his daughter plays on a softball team and they're doing a benefit to raise some money for the, for the kids. Nice. Um, so I, somebody something for me, but I said, uh, uh, Jason said, well, come after, Mm. you know, come after you're done. I said, yeah, okay. I'll see if I, I feel like it, but. I really feel like I should go, so I'm going to do that. So I'm going to cut us off a little bit early here. Leo Hi, said, Steve. Well, you, you know, Leo screen said, freeze. Screen Uh-oh, somebody's, somebody's screen's frozen. His screen is frozen. Ours is fine. Ah, mine's great. But, uh, uh, yeah, coverbandcentral.com. Go there. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. And also, if you need a website, which you do, bandzoogle.com. Go there, promo code CoverBandCentral, and start your 30-day free trial. Bandzoogle. Oh, God. Um, Steven said, great seeing you guys. Great seeing you, too. Um, All right, well, um, take some notes at your gig next week and some video. I will. And you call call me live from the show. we got to figure out how to do that. How do we call people live from this show and FaceTime them in? I don't know. We could figure it out, though. We need to talk to the StreamYard team about that. We'll figure that out. Indeed, um, we but will. 
Uh, but have an excellent week and an excellent gig. And everybody out there, you too, have an excellent week and excellent gigs. Be excellent ex- life. Be excellent to one another. Be excellent to one another. And be excellent and we'll- to yourself. Yes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.